We're going to continue here on learning, on learning from the Beis Halevi who brings down Achavas Israel, true Achavas Israel. So today we're going to learn the hatred that leads to serious transgressions, guys. Hatred that leads to serious transgressions. For just as love of one fellow's Jew encompasses all of the Torah, and this is taught by Rabbi Akiva, similarly, hatred is the entrance and gateway to all the grievous sins found in our Torah. So, in other words, just as the mitzvah of loving a fellow Jew is considered the fundamental rule of the entire Torah, the base Alavi here is previously previously explained for it protects one from improper character traits. The opposite is also true. The sin of hating a fellow Jew is so reprehensible because it leads to the most grievous sins in our Torah. So it's stated also in scripture in the book of Oshea that their hearts have become detached from God. Now they will become desolate, meaning that they are desolate through his sins. As it's found in the uh, tractate Derek Eretz in chapter 11 where Rabbi Elazar says, one who hates his fellow, it is as if he issued from the murderers. As it states in the book of Devarim also, but if there should be a man who hates his fellow and ambushes him and rises up against him. Rabbi Akiva says that one who hates his wife is likened to a murderer. It says also in Devarim, for this is where it brings it down also, that he hates her and he fabricates, fabricates charges against her. And in the tractate of Makot 9, it states, one who hates his fellow and inadvertently kills him is not exiled to a sanctuary city. Look at, this is like, it's, it's like serious stuff here. It's not even stuff that we have to, we can't even take this lightly. We can't even take this lightly, guys. So just like the Beis HaLavi interprets, like for example, the verse that a person distances his heart from his fellow, if a person does that, it'll lead him to transgress other sins as well. When we open that up, it means that basically Rashi understands this verse a little differently. That although one may have committed many sins, as long as there is peace between him and his fellow, Hashem doesn't punish him. Listen to this, guys. Only if he distances himself from his fellow is he punished for his sins. So Rashi there quotes the Midrash, and Midrash Rabbah and Bereshit, great is peace for even if the Jews worship idols. As long as there is peace among them, the Satan may not persecute. How terrible is hatred? For once there is dissent, the Satan can prosecute. Uh, pro uh, prosecute. It, this is hard to understand, right? Does Hashem actually forgive idol worshippers when they are united? So Rabbeinu Bahaya comments that Hashem obviously doesn't forgive sins without proper repentance, but as long as there is peace among the people, Hashem says, I will be patient and I will give them time to repent. So additionally, the Shalah HaKadosh writes that Hashem accepts repentance only from one who is at peace with others. One who is involved in a dispute, in a makloket, will not be forgiven even if, even 
if he repents his other sins. Do you get that? Even if the person repents his other sins, he will not be forgiven. The Shela HaKadosh based this on Yalkut Shimoni that states with this regard to Korach and his followers. Moshe Rabbeinu prayed to Hashem not to accept their repentance. The Shalah HaKadosh concludes from here that we see that Hashem does not accept the repentance of one who is involved in Makloket. So based on this concept, the Shalah HaKadosh explains a nuance in the ab, in, 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 the, in, in the verse that we mentioned before when we said their hearts have become detached from God. Now they will become disolate. So what's the meaning of the word now? Right? So the Midrash here in Bereshit Rabbah teaches that the word now refers to repentance. And the verse is therefore teaching us that even with proper repentance, Hashem will exact punishment for the sins of one who is involved in a dispute in a makloket. We clearly see how beneficial peace and unity are, how detrimental arguments are. Dachida, in his commentary on, on this verse, makes a powerful statement. The foundation of everything, of everything is unity. Abdut, Abdut, even if a man has Torah and mitvot, if he has hatred for his fellow, he has nothing, nothing, klum. So essential is peace. This is how important shalom is. So the Torah also describes murderer, a murderer as one who hates his fellows. Right? The Gemara explains also that the Torah is teaching that the hatred that a man has for his fellow is ultimately led him to commit murder. And Yalkut Shimoni in, in Devarim 920, it derives from this explanation that when a person transgresses a commandment that seems less significant, such as when he fails to love his fellow, the transgression can lead him to transgress a more stringent mitzvah as bearing a grudge or feeling hatred until ultimately he may commit murder. So indeed the Mishnah states, run after a light, less stringent mitzvah as much as after a severe mitzvah. Why? The Mishnah continues that one mitzvah engenders another mitzvah. And one sin engenders another sin. So Rabbeinu Yonah there explains that there are two different Two effects of a mitzvah. First, when a person performs a simple mitzvah, it brings him close to Kadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem, conditioning him to serve Hashem. Then it is easier to perform the next mitzvah, even if it requires more effort. The opposite is also true. When one commits a sin, he distances himself from Hashem. Then it becomes easier to commit the next sin and so on. So second, when one performs a mitzvah, he receives supernatural assistance from Hashem to perform another one. On the other hand, if he does an Avera, the forces of evil will supernaturally pull him to perform more evil deeds. So interestingly, the Hofetz Haim notes that this concept is found in the very first murder recorded in our Torah. That's Cain's jealousy and, and, and um, enmity for his brother Hevel, who brought him to commit the murder. So the Gemara also explains that one who hates his wife, 
may eventually hire false witnesses to testify that she committed adultery, a sin that warrants the death penalty. And also that one who unintentionally kills another person has to go into exile. So the Gemara also states that if the person he killed was his enemy, then there's a valid suspicion that it wasn't truly an inadvertent killing. So he is not granted the reprieve of exile. And this we when we learned that, that if one who hates his fellow and inadvertently kills him is not exiled to a sanctuary city. So what's the halachic definition of an enemy? The Gemara states in Masechet Sahendran that it refers to someone who out of anger or hatred hasn't spoken to his friend for three days. Are we listening to this, guys? This refers to someone who has not spoken out of anger or hatred to his friend for three days. Oh, my goodness. Hofetz Chaim points out that this is very common. People often enter into minor arguments and aren't, and they're not on speaking terms. Although they're not actually fighting or speaking maliciously about each other, they're simply avoiding each other. Nevertheless, the Torah considers this to be an, an enemy. Additionally, he writes that someone who isn't on speaking terms with another is transgressing the prohibitive commandment. Do not hate your brother in your heart every single second. Guys, this is like serious stuff here. I don't know about you, but this for sure is an eye-opener. If we go around having maklokit, and if we hold a grudge, or if you have an argument with someone, and if you have that argument, and that argument creates distance, and you don't talk to that person for three days, it's as if every second you have that in your heart is a sin is a sin it's committed it's, it's as if the person is is as is um is uh equated to a murderer do we understand what this is like i mean i hope we don't understand this at all in terms of if we're not doing this but we have to understand how serious it is to have hatred any type of hatred or to be involved in any type of makloket with our brothers and sisters guys we can't even think that we can go there as we learned right now you can't even think that you can go there we'll be committed we'll be like like you know equal to like a, a murderer it's like it, the sin is like immensurable we'll be counted as that sin every second because of what we're harboring in our heart do you understand what that means look how serious it is for us to be in adult look how serious it is for us that even in adult a person a sinner can not be judged now he'll be judged for his sin but Hashem will give him a lot more time and be patient for him to do Teshuvah and so when a person is in when we're all in unison when we're all in adult we can be saved because Hashem won't punish he will not punish us because of the unity because of the shalom and we learned that in the destruction of our temples and how the disunity created that our temples will be destroyed for baseless hatred which at the end of the day ended up with 100% 100% lack of bitahon in our creator so what I'm telling you guys is you have to understand how serious and delicate it is that anyone, anyone, do not involve yourself in a makloket. Forgive and forget, guys. Like, really forgive. Don't hold anything in your heart because it's only harming you. 
It's only harming you. You're the only one that's being harmed. You're not harming the other person. The other person that has no clue what you're dealing with and what's what's happening with you and Shemayim. They have nothing to do with that. It's all coming on you. So if anything, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hating yourself. As too in the Torah where it says, love thy neighbor as yourself, as we, we learned lessons ago, you, you're doing it to yourself because your fellow is you. Your neighbor, your fellow neighbor, your fellow yid is you. So what to do? What you're doing to him, you're doing to yourself? Guys, are we not getting this? So we have to be in a constant state of appreciation and loving Cloud Israel. Same too as we learned a couple of lessons ago. Every time you say, I love this yid, I love this yid, I love whether he has a keeper or doesn't have a keeper, it doesn't matter. Okay, you love that yid, you pass by your house as a mezuzah, you love everybody in the house. You pass by your shul or davening, you love everyone that's davening in there. It's a separate mitzvah that you get. But look at this. It's the opposite also holds true. If you have hatred for someone in your heart, then the same way that Hashem gives you all the bag of goodies and the separate mitzvot for you to earn, you also accumulate separate sins for every second you hate that person in your heart and you don't talk to that person. So ultimately, guys, what I'm saying is that we have to be in a dude. We have to love each other. This is what true Ahavas Israel is we have to see exactly it's not enough that we could just go around and say oh yeah I love I love Israel I love the cloud no when your friend does something to you and you don't like it and it really hurts you what are you doing what do you do are you going to hold hatred are you going to bear grudge are you going to go into an argument this is what we're learning that's not Ahavas Israel that's not loving your fellow Jew it doesn't call like when it's convenient it's when the when it's happening right in front of you there's a test there's a test in front of you. What are you doing about it? Okay, and I guess, and I'll tell you this, it's not guess, it's what we are learning. We're learning this clear. It's clear, clear that we have to always be appreciative for and do more for and do more sharing for Claudia Israel because we're all one and we're all part of Hashem because we're when we hate our brother or when we have hatred in our heart for someone or sister, whatever, it's directed to Hashem. It's directed to Kadosh Baruch Hu himself. That's, we don't want to go there. So we have to think twice before we have a makloket. Because you're not having a makloket with that person. Because anyone in this in this shiur that's not on the bitahon shiur that I give, you need to be on there. Because once you have bitahon, there's no way you fall into hatred of anything because you know that everything comes from Hashem. You know that the person is only a tool used only by Kadosh Baruch Hu to do whatever Hashem needs to do to catch your attention or to bring you to a point of Teshuvah. You know it's only a stick and it's not that the stick is doing it to you but it's only coming from Hashem. So if you're having hatred towards the stick, you're actually misguided because what you're doing is really hating Hashem. So we have to really understand what it means means to truly have a Havaz Israel. And I can tell you, it's pretty, pretty amazing to know that you love everyone. Hashem will give you opportunities to show more and more love. Opposite is also true. If a person has hatred in his heart, Hashem is going to give you more opportunities to hate more people. Because it's your choice to have Yilat Shamaim or not. It's the only area of free will that you have. So one sin will lead to another, and one love of your fellow Jew will leave you, will lead you to another 
place where you can also show more love for your fellow Jew. So pick the path in which you want to follow. And as we said, it's a pretty dangerous path to be on, to be compared to a murderer where a person can't even seek asylum in one of the cities of refuge because they're considered as if they did it intentionally. Do you understand that? It's pretty serious stuff, guys. So if you can, listen to this message again and again and again until we get it. We always have to be in love with our brothers and sisters because by doing so, we're loving Hashem. And the opposite holds true as well. So our Ishtat loot for today, and then we had something to do yesterday, our talk list. We end every lesson with a talk list, which we have to go out and do because it just brings everything to fruition, is I want you to look and see where maybe there's someone in your life you didn't talk to for a long, long time because maybe there was a disagreement somehow, some way. And I want you to go back to that person and I want you to make amends because you're not doing it to the person, you're doing it for Hashem. You're not doing it to the person, you're doing it for yourself. So I want you to find that person or that situation that happened could have been recently, could have been many, many years ago. And that person did something that you did not like. I'm not saying to be his friend again. I'm saying take the hatred, take that, that experience, take that feeling from your heart out of yourself. Because every second that, that that's been in there, that's actually considered to be a sin. And after you reach out and you forgive that person, and hopefully that person's still in this world, if they're not, then you ask Hashem to please forgive to forgive you for that and so i tell you and and you know it's a very delicate thing and then you have to do chuva you have to do chuva for having been in that situation because you didn't know and you just found out that this is something that's very serious and now you'll do chuva and you'll talk to your creator because when you let go you're actually doing it for Hashem you're not doing it for the person you're doing it for Hashem when you go out and you reach out to that person you're actually increasing your connection to Kadosh Baruch Hu himself you are creating a stronger relationship with your God when you go out there and you do this you're not doing it for the person you're doing it for yourself and your relationship with Hashem because you cannot have a relationship with Hashem until you have a beautiful relationship with His children. You cannot love God unless you love His children. Cloud Israel and Hashem are one. What you do to one, you're doing to the other. So we have to be very careful in how we treat our fellow Jews. So Bezrat Hashem, we're going to continue with these beautiful, eye-opening, inspiring, and life life-changing lessons Bezrat Hashem with lots of siyata Dishmaya Bezrat Hashem tomorrow.